Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and in today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with personal development coach, John Sacco. John has managed to turn his life around completely from coming from um, alcohol abuse and chronic anxiety and depression to now being a fit entrepreneur and someone who wants to inspire others to do the same thing. Welcome to the, jo- to the show, John. I'm really, really excited to speak to you today. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. I think it'll be great for us to just get a little bit of your background story as we begin, um, hearing how you managed to turn your life around, but also perhaps how you even came to that predicament in the first place. Yeah, of course. Um, So I guess going back as far as high school, my my focus, I didn't really have a focus and I kind of just drifted through life, got into just like partying lifestyle and all that, and just not really caring about responsibility or future, not caring about how I took care of myself. It was just about seeking pleasure, whether Mm -hmm. that was through drugs, alcohol, food, whatever it might be. And I just let myself constantly drift. Then somewhere in my mid twenties, I, it might've been a combination of like the people I was around or whatever it was. I decided I was going to quit smoking cigarettes of all the things I was doing. That was the one thing that I was like, we'll start here. (laughs) So I kind of just decided every time I wanted a cigarette, I would do some pushups and that eventually just turned into like, oh, I enjoy doing this physical stuff. You know, like when I was a kid, I played a little sports here and there, but never anything serious. But overall, I just enjoy moving my body and like, I guess the endorphins it releases. So I got into that, just like fitness, started going to a gym, which I guess I sort of traded one addiction for another, but it was like a healthy addiction. It was a self-improvement addiction at the time. And that I don't necessarily recommend doing it that way exactly, where you just replace one addiction for another. I have more balance now, but that worked to get me out of that situation, which then I eventually decided to start running as well. And it would be just, I focused more on performance over the years. And I realized if I'm like staying out all night partying, like the next day I can't go for this run I planned or hit this workout I planned and just keeping consistent with my fitness and being concerned about like my body and how it response to what I put into it, like food and everything, water, like I drink tons of spring water and stuff. It's all just become over the past like 15 years, probably just slowly adding a little more, a little more, a little more until now it's just become my whole lifestyle is in this performance kind of way. And then I had kids four years ago. I had my first and that changed everything. Mm. Thought I had it figured out finally. And then you introduce parenthood and you have all these parameters where you can't do anything. So I started waking up early to just go to the gym. And that was a game changer. I realized like if you're up before everybody Mm -hmm. accomplishing things and getting a win, 
while everyone's still sleeping, it boosts your confidence. It boosts just your, your drive and motivation to do it. And people ask a lot, how do I develop discipline or, or how do I be disciplined? And I like to say, you have to develop the discipline. You just have to do what you say you're going to do over time. And then you will have that discipline. It'll just happen. You'll be like, it's harder to stay in bed than to get up when I'm all sore and go for a 10 mile run or go to the gym and hit a hard workout because I'll feel that regret the rest of the week if I miss it because it was like I said I was going to do this and I'm not being honest to myself if I break my promises to myself. So it's been a long journey that's kind of getting to be a long story, but here I am now where you know I wake up before the sun every day. I don't always hit a workout. Now I might just do some work like on my computer, do some deep work. I've learned to make that early wake up be useful. And if I have to adapt it to my day, I adapt it to my day. And some days I'll hit the gym midday, depending on what I have going on with meetings with clients or like things out in the field. Cause I'm also a realtor. So I'll go show houses in the middle of the day sometimes, or have other things that affect my schedule. My kids have stuff going on. So adaptability and discipline together has been a real game changer. And it's really gotten me out of where I've been in and it makes it so much harder to fall back into those old ways. And I like to use a metaphor like running up a hill. If something was chasing you up a hill, it's hard to get up that hill, but it's harder for the thing chasing you also. So if you build these habits and you get yourself up to this point, like your old bad habits, like having that drink is just not going to catch up to you as much because you're like, no, nah, I'm up here. I'm doing these things. I don't want to go back down there backwards. I'm trying to hit these times, get to the top as fast as I can, whatever like the mental metaphor could be. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I've decided not too long ago, at the end of last year, that I wanted to share that with other people more and help other people develop themselves. And like, I don't want to keep all this information to myself here. I want to lift the rest of the world and whoever else can be benefited from what I've gone through my trials and errors. So they don't have to figure it out on their own. I want to build that bridge from where they are to where I am without them having to go through the valleys mm -hmm. and peaks and you know, that's that's a bridge. I think um, too many times we think we need to battle through things for ourselves, but in reality, it's so nice when we can use coaches and mentors who have gone through something similar or simply to shortcut certain scenarios and, and learn from them because right. in the end, why not benefit from other people's um, trials and errors, as you mentioned. Right. And I'm, I have coaches myself too, still, you yes. know, I, I like people holding me accountable and Same, teaching absolutely. me the next level and the next level there is no finish line there's always absolutely. Small I mean, that's why it's called personal development right it's not called personal destination or right. personal <laughs> self it's a, also always a personal development so i'm really curious a what your personal um non-negotiables are you already mentioned some of them getting up before everyone else and i love that i have done an episode here on five success habits that i think most people should adapt and getting up before everyone else even if it's 10 15 minutes is a big one that i think really does give you a head start on the day um but well back to my question so what what certain sort of non-negotiables you have for yourself it could be things like 
a certain bedtime or I'm always getting so and so many steps or I'm doing a gratitude journal or, you know, whatever it might be. But then also if you have particular, let's call them pillars or particular buckets that you work with other people with, let's just say like health, um, mindset, whatever it could be. Is there anything like that that you have? Oh yeah, of course. So my personal habits are pretty much what I teach, mm-hmm. but I'll start with myself. So yeah, I wake up early. It's usually four to four thirty. but again, I said, I try to be adaptable. Some days I'll get up as early as three if I have to, but a lot of it is to jumpstart before my kids wake up. Cause when they wake up, I want to be able to be around. And sometimes I still have a lot of work that I have piled up and I'm trying to like work and be with them in the morning before they go to preschool and stuff. And I don't like that. I want to be with them when they're here. So a big part of that is waking up doing that. And then I'll do a little like, I don't know if you call it mindful practice, mindfulness practice. Like I'll take, like I wake up, come downstairs, have a glass of water. First thing I do is just, I like to listen to something like Eckhart Tolle or something just to like 20 minutes of that. Just sit down, get my mind right. I'll like visualize how I want my day to go or visualize some goals. And then I'll either go into a workout or go straight into work on my computer, depending on the day. And that's like non-negotiable, that whole morning routine until my kids get up. And that's also non-negotiable is being here when they wake up to just greet them and start their day off right and hope to send them off with a a good mindset for the day and other non-negotiables are just like, I have routines for the gym or right now I'm training for a marathon. I'm running one tomorrow, which oh, wow. I'm so tired, but <laughs> it's, it's here. <laughs> marathons are no joke. I've done a few ultra marathons too. And those are intense, but yeah, it's like, if I have something on the schedule physically, I make sure I always have physical activity throughout my week. Um, when I'm not training for a marathon, I try to hit like 10 or 12,000 steps a day just to keep a base of cardio. And I think it helps with maintaining a leaner physique and, you know, non-negotiables are for me, like at least sticking to, I try not to be always too strict, but if you asked my wife, she'd disagree. Like I'm tracking things on my fitness pal all the time. Like I yeah. don't let myself get completely out of control with food. This past winter, I even was going on a cut because I just wanted the challenge of being at a deficit during the holidays. Mm. I, I just, because if I tell people to do these things, I want to be sure I've done it. Yes. So I'm like, you know, usually during the holidays, I'm like, this is bulking time. This is when I'm going to put on some pounds because there's food everywhere. So this year I was like, I'm going to do it differently. And it was just like a non-negotiable. I'm not going to let myself slip. I'm going to track everything, even at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it was a super hard challenge. I got through it and it was difficult. So now I understand that though. So if I'm telling somebody else to do that and they're like, man, I messed up on Christmas. I'll be like, yeah, that's super hard. Like just start over tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) One day isn't going to kill us. Um, But yeah. And then sleep wise, there's just, you know, I try to be in bed by 10 on most nights because I wake up so early, try to get at least six hours of sleep, preferably seven, just to make sure my 
mind is functioning properly and I get enough recovery from all the physical stuff I do. Make sure I eat like quality food, drink quality water. Those are pretty much the non-negotiables I have. Um, As far as training people and pillars, there is the, like all my programs are based around like mindset, nutrition, and fitness, whether that's the gym or some other form. I like to put people on like gym protocols because I feel like lifting weights gets the most benefit, but I can tailor it for whatever. Like I've done everything from ultra marathons to just straight body weight kind of natural movement things. At one point I was a certified natural movement coach. So I just have like a wide parameter of that kind of stuff. And I believe that fitness and health is the foundation you can build upon to achieve a better life. Cause if the hardware is not working correctly, like if all this isn't running optimally, then how are you going to go out in the world and have a positive mindset when you feel like trash? Because, you know, like the world outside of you is a reflection of how you feel inside. So if you feel strong, if you feel confident, if you feel healthy, if you're not full of brain fog, you're going to bring that out into the world. And then we can move on to the next level of it where you work out. Like I'll, I have like a worksheet that my upper clients will get, my upper level clients, and it just lays out like what the person that you would like your ideal person who you want to be like how do they feel about these topics like fitness and health etc and then it'll move on to like what do you have to do to get from there to here and bring those together for yourself and like visualize what your future looks like and it'll just stack on that and things just like making sure if you're not already like back to the fitness like if you're going to the gym every day or every other day whatever your schedule is then every time you do that, it's a win and mm-hmm. you get to stack these wins. Mm-hmm. And that also builds your mindset, builds your credibility with yourself, builds your integrity and all these things that people seem to struggle with these days. I know I struggled with it before and I found that just going through fitness brought me to there. So I like to build it up from that as a foundation and take it to a more elevated level, more performance in the rest of your life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, obviously, in the sense of having a nourished, well-slept, well-fed body um, implement or helping our our mindset and how we move through the day. Um, and I'd, I'd love to talk more about that first bucket that you mentioned a few times now, which is the mindset. And um, particularly, you've touched on visualization a couple of times. And I'm curious if you have specific strategies or what your approach is to it. I have spoken about visualization and manifestation in general I'm on this podcast here several times. I am a firm believer in like creating a future vision of you and trying to make that as as, as bright, as colorful, as detailed as possible. But yeah, I am, I'm I'm curious if you have any specific strategies with any new clients that might be like, what is that visualization? How do I even start with that? Like, how often do I do that? How long? What do I need to entail in that? Right. So I feel like the best times to do it, what I would recommend would be either first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed. I try to do both where it's like you're in a state where you're not going to be distracted. You're kind of halfway between conscious and asleep. So you're in that like whatever that wavelength is. And you're just kind of seeding your mind with what you want to happen. So 
it's like an example. Um, you know, I want to increase my bench press this week. Like you would just close your eyes and envision like you hitting that 220, whatever it is. And then you do that enough times where you start to believe it and you believe it's possible. And then when you believe something is possible, you know, everything's impossible until somebody does it. So you got to make sure you think that whatever you want to achieve is possible for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the more you see it happening, the more you believe it happens. And there's people like everybody successful does this. Like even Michael Jordan would like envision making the shots, you know, and there's been studies on basketball teams where they had like one group actually practice like every day or something, taking foul shots. And there was another group that did nothing, the control group or whatever. And then there was a group that just visualized for the 20 minutes, the other team practiced. And at the end of it, the control group didn't get any better. The group that practiced got better. And the group that visualized got better just as much as the group that practiced. Mm -hmm. So there is like actual scientific evidence that sitting there and playing these scenarios in your mind will make that outcome more achievable. And it works opposite too. If you like sit there and visualize things going bad, you're more likely to fail at whatever it is. So you got to make sure you're visualizing what you want and not what you don't want. hundred percent. Well, even if we, I have found, even if we like journal or we state things in the way, oh, I, I don't want this to happen. I don't want da, 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 da. it's still you're pulling your focus towards that your your mind or your subconscious is not gonna read the don't it's just it's still focusing on whatever thing so it's so much better to right. already as you say visualize or, or or talk about it or write it in the state that you do want it to happen um yeah, to for some of... reason you can't affirm in the negative yeah it doesn't pick up the don't it's, it just hear, it's like it. don't trip it just hears oh trip <laughs> yeah yeah here we go <laughs> exactly absolutely so um when people start off with that I, I i like the recommendation of either doing it first thing in the morning or um last thing in the day i totally agree with those states as well i always say the more often throughout the day you can remind yourself of that future vision or future outcome that you want the better of course also right, right. Um, anytime's a good time really <laughs> yeah i i'm like even a fan of sticky notes around the place or having you know a certain screensaver of whatever you want even if it's yeah, i have uh, a silent alarms on my phone that'll go off and it'll like be things i want to remember like whether exactly. affirmations or goals or whatever and it'll pop up 100%. and i'll see it every day at that time <laughs> hundred percent. Um, and you mentioned Eckhart Tolle earlier, and I'm, I'm curious if you have any, um, favorite books or uh, authors or even, um, just inspirational people that you like to point people towards as they start off with. I know it can often sound like super woohoo when people speak about all that mindset and visualization manifestation right. stuff so i find like finding that the right people to look towards in the beginning is incredibly important otherwise you get scared away or other you know otherwise it might not not be the right technique that works for you and the truth is there is a different technique for everyone i think right right and yeah totally is a little more advanced probably like i listen to i have the power of now practicing the power of now on audible and it's like a condensed version and i'll just listen to like 20 minutes in the morning and okay. i still am like i understand these concepts but i don't like deeply understand them yet so i have to just 
repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Cause that's more like super, like be in this moment right now, all of that. But you can get equally good advice from tons of people. I read a lot of books. Um, David Goggins, mm-hmm. his books, Can't Hurt Me and the new one, Never Finished, I think. They're both full of that same kind of mindset stuff, but through his application as like a Navy SEAL, like just crazy person doing it super hard. But it's all these universal concepts come up in his books. So those are good ones. Um I like things by, you know, Tony Robbins stuff is always good. That's like the OG of it all. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good places to start. I like things like this right here. Like I have this quote book right here <laughs> to 2,500 years of wisdom. It's just quotes from all these people. I read that every single morning, like one page just to, it's part of my kind of mindset routine before I get to work after the visualization, I'll just go through one page of those quotes and things like that can be helpful too. Because if you want to read like Marcus Aurelius book, like front to back, it's kind of hard to put it all in there. But if you read just short quotes of these people, then it makes it more digestible and you get like the main concepts of the writing. Absolutely. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle, I I do like his books as well. I've I've read those two that you mentioned power of now and, um, is it breaking the habit of no that's Joe Dispenza and there's another one anyway that I read of his and I I I like his teachings I do find that they are sometimes a bit um black and white and he right, doesn't right. allow for a lot of room in between or he's like this is it or this is not it and you're like well actually I think it's somewhere in between but you know right, um, right. <laughs> I mean everyone's right to have their, their own opinion and when it comes to stoic literature such as um, meditations by Marcus Aurelius or other ones absolutely they can be a little bit dry perhaps and that's why I do like um Ryan Holiday a lot mm-hmm. because I think he has kind of put a more modern twist in onto stoic philosophy uh but yes certain small quotes like that and and i think that's such a great um, place to start for people too if it's like a sentence or two they often get overwhelmed it's like oh i need to start journaling i need to start visualizing i need to start meditating i need to start exercising and it's just like oh and and they can Yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly you only stay adherent for like three days and then you stop it all together so i i like that bite-sized approach that you just mentioned right and then if you want more you see oh this is the author let me get the whole book and precisely precisely absolutely um yeah uh, and in terms of um all your I guess going back to the, the the beginnings, you mentioned that, or when I introduced you, I said that you have come from a place of chronic anxiety and you now seem like a very calm person. Of course, you know, um, coaching others in personal development, I'm sure you have come a really far away from the anxiety stages. Do you feel like training really was the biggest piece in moving away from that or can you pinpoint specifically what has helped you the most or maybe like if people because people often say like oh I feel anxious about this I'm often anxious I experience a lot of anxiety it might not be to a degree that um obviously you experience it in terms of it being chronic but maybe you have some recommendation stations for people out there that often feel anxious so to speak right um And yeah, and it's still always a work in progress. You know, I got toddlers. I get moments where I'm just like, ah, overwhelmed still. 
even before I came on here, I'm like, I'm nervous to talk to people in front of a camera. It, it happens. It's natural. Um, a lot of it is, you know, your mind state, your self-talk that'll determine whether it's just energy that you can use or energy that cripples you. Mm-hmm. And if I get caught in like a negative loop, then it's going to take a minute to get out of it. Usually I can turn it around, pull myself out of it. You know, maybe that looks like taking a deep breath for a second, doing some push-ups. like the push-ups, I always fall back on push-ups or burpees. Like if I need to get some anxious energy out, hit the floor, do a few push-ups. I'm like, okay, afterwards I can breathe a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep it together, but definitely eliminating alcohol from, you know, every now and then I still might have a drink, but I don't even want to anymore. Cause I don't do it that often. And I abused it for so long. But that was one of those things that I just, by my own bootstraps, was just like, you know what, I'm going to go from all the time to never with nobody mm-hmm. else's help. And it's it's been a process, but now I'm in a good place with that. And that would, I used to have so many anxiety attacks and just be like on the floor in a ball. And that completely has stopped. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was, you know, if I drank, it would make the anxiety go even more. And even things like smoking weed or whatever that now it's more acceptable in society and it's recreational all over the place. And, you know, I would do that. And then in the moment, I'd feel like I was less stressed out. But then it it kind of depletes your serotonin. So you mm-hmm. end up having more anxiety and you can't sleep as well. And it's just like the benefits at the beginning do not there's like a point of diminishing returns and then it's just even worse. And so now I'm always sober and it's great. You know, I have to deal with my problems head on, but Mm -hmm. that also helps alleviate the anxiety because action alleviates anxiety. So when something happens, instead of running from it, I go and just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And whatever that looks like, you know, if I mess up, I learned a lesson. If I don't mess up, then it went well, like whatever, but not doing something and sitting there thinking about it and ruminating on it will be like a sure way for me to not get anything done and feel super anxious. So yeah, eliminating things like alcohol and drugs and stuff that just mess with your wiring and your self-talk and being more positive with yourself definitely helps. Taking action when you feel anxious about a situation definitely helps. And just constantly working at it and knowing that even if this time you failed at it next time, try again, like don't get hard down on yourself because you just had that moment where you felt overwhelmed. Like everybody has those moments. It's okay. Just keep trying to move forward. Keep trying to work through them. I love it. Absolutely. You've given us some great advice here. Um, One of my favorite quotes is actually the action beats anxiety. I couldn't agree more. And it doesn't have to be always specific to what we're feeling anxious about. It can, of course, sometimes that helps, but, you know, it's just doing something like the (laughs) push-ups. Right, exactly, exactly. Absolutely. So some really good points here in the sense of being gracious with yourself, taking action, um, really using those stimulants. Uh, I would even throw in caffeine for some people, alcohol, et cetera, using them like widely, you know, like using them as a, a specific time when you are aware of, 
the consequences. Okay, if I have these two drinks tonight, I'm probably not going to sleep so well. I'm accepting that tomorrow my weight might be up because of that. I'm probably not going to train as hard. I'm accepting that or I'm going to choose not to do so. So just taking full ownership of your choices from front to back. I think that's really right. important. And that to the caffeine, I'm glad you brought up because that will also trigger some anxiety. And I, another non-negotiable for me is most days, unless it's like an extreme situation by like noon, one o'clock, I don't drink caffeine because mm -hmm. then it affects my sleep. Like you were saying, it affects everything else. But also I've started replacing just like coffee with kind of more natural pre-workouts that have L-theanine in them. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed the L-theanine will counteract the caffeine. You won't crash. You don't get jittery. And it also kind of helps with anxiety. Whatever L-theanine does inside your brain with the receptors, it helps with that too. So I'm glad you brought caffeine up because that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, a lot of people even say if you want to have coffee or whatever, have some L-theanine with it for a steadier release. Some people obviously take L-theanine before bed to help with the serotonin release there right. but uh, in general i i too have stopped drinking caffeine caffeinated coffee maybe like two years ago so i i still i love the taste of coffee right um, <laughs> but i just drink decaf i used to be one of these people that are like i can have a coffee and then 20 minutes later i go to sleep not realizing that <laughs> yeah okay that might be the case but your sleep quality is still not exactly you slept and, but how well did you sleep 100 and and not noticing that it did still after all increase my anxiety levels throughout the day and i just felt like i was going from energy high to energy low and then you need that at new coffee and then you go back down low and so now i feel like i'm on a much steadier energy level and still like every now and then it's not like i'm like oh I'm a, i never ever drink caffeine but if i'm like okay i'm, I'm waking up i'm maybe a little bit sluggish and i do really want to hit it hard in the gym today then I have a coffee knowing mm. well that, okay, I can perform better, but probably after my workout, I'm going to dip down a little bit. So it's just, again, about those conscious choices. Um, right. Being conscious but, of your choices is always a good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, John. I want to want to honor your time. Do you have any um, final words of wisdom or takeaways for anyone listening who wants to get into personal development a little bit more and is maybe intimidated by the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you have to know why you want to get into it. And, you know, for me, my whys keep increasing over the years. First, it was just for myself and my health. And then it was like for my now wife, when we were dating, I wanted to have a future. So, those are my whys. Now I have kids. So everything I do is like, I want these kids to have the best experience. I want them to have the best dad, like whatever reason is for them. So if you find a good reason to get into it, it'll help you stick to your goals. It'll help you make progress and do the non-negotiables because you'll fall back on it and you'll think, oh, I'm letting my kids down now. Like this was not a good idea to skip that workout. It was not a good idea to eat that box of donuts. Now my kids are going to think I'm a fatty, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that was one thing that for sure was kind of a, a needle mover for me was having a good reason why I'm doing things so that you don't feel hopeless and mm -hmm. you don't feel like giving up. So then you want to develop everything better. And then once once you start developing a little bit, and you kind of like the taste, you're going to want to keep improving on yourself. And that's 
just how I got where I am now. There's never, awesome. there's no finish line. Just no, <laughs> couldn't agree more. Well, thank you again. And everyone make sure you go and follow John on Instagram. It's real John Sacco. Um, that's the handle and the website would be John hyphen sacco.com, I believe. Is that correct? Correct. Awesome. I'll put it in the show notes as well. So again, thank you. And I hope you have a nice day, John. Um, everyone else, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.